0: what's up and welcome to groundbreaking a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today i'm jake brewer let's get started Well guys, we've made it to our season finale. Today, for something a little special and a bit different, I'm recording a phone call with my friend Josie Matella to chat about our own initiatives like Friendly and Josie's project, First Gen Graduates. Today, we'll be discussing our motivations, goals, and the moments that sparked creativity in us. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to groundbreaking. That is the very last time I'm gonna be saying that this season. And I must say it's, very, very bittersweet to say the least. Of course, there's a ton more storytelling and lots more on the way with the show and friendly, of course. So this really isn't a total goodbye with the show. But I must say that this show has taken over the past like couple months of my life and has really gone in directions that I didn't anticipate. And I talked to people who I've never met before. And I learned so much so selfishly, this show has given me so much, and I truly hope that you've at least taken one or two pieces of advice or something that you can take and implement into your own daily routine or your own ambitions, whatever it may be. Um, that's the main goal, and that's was that was the vision a couple months ago, and here we are doing the very last um, episode, at least for now. And this episode is going to be a little bit different if you haven't already caught on to that already. Um, essentially what I wanted to do was instead of introducing you and focusing on um, another creator's brand new story, um, I wanted to think about what I could do for you at this point because, um, of course, the show has never really been about me it's been about the other people and the other creators and such but um i feel like you don't know much of my story and if you were following me before the show thank you so much Um, but even if you were you probably noticed that the show's a little bit different than the other things i've been up to um which was the point of course But I want to dive into a little bit more of that story, be super transparent with you as my guests have been all season with my own sort of ambitions and objectives and where I want friendly to go and what really is friendly because it's been the word or um, phrase that I've been saying this entire season, but maybe you aren't all too familiar yourself. Um, And I tried to do this episode already solo and it just did not work. So I invited one of my super Close and very, very dear friends um, to be on the show today, just so we can have a really transparent conversation and, truthfully, just open up what our typical conversations with each other look like. Because I mean, at least on the weekly, we have um, just conversations, conversations with each other about our ambitions and our thoughts and our feelings and is somebody who has taught me so much about the value of opening up and being transparent, which is now a message that I proudly preach, so um, it only feels natural. Um, my really good friend, Josie Matella is somebody who I've known for three years now, which is crazy to say because we have been through so much together, but it also feels like just yesterday Josie, if you aren't familiar, created First Gen Graduates, which is an incredible platform and blog showcasing incredibly talented individuals just like this show does, um, but with a really, really unique perspective um, and objective that we will surely dive into at least one point in the show today. But on a personal level, Josie is somebody who embodies exactly what a leader should be, exactly what a friend should be. She balances out being a powerful, just strong and unapologetic voice, while also being one of the most caring and grounded and hopeful and supportive people I have ever met, if not the. I have learned so much from her. She is my role model. She is my mentor. She is my best friend. Um, So it only feels right, and it feels so wholesome to be welcoming her to the finale episode. Josie, thanks so much for being here.
1: I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be amazing.
0: I feel the
2: exact same way. I, I'm i hoping that this episode will kind of just get people an inside look into what our conversations typically look like. Um, I know we very often will just like deep dive into our uh, subconscious, um, and I just know that you whether you know it or not, have brought out so many pieces of me that I now just, like, use on the daily. And I know that's a super vague thing to say, but, like, there are there's just so many passions that I have that were just so elevated by your words of encouragement and your support that um, I truly don't think, one, I would ever have been able to do a project like this if it wasn't for that. But, two, I don't think I'd be the person I am without the support you've given me. Um, so I kind of want to take a moment and support you as much as I can. I It's like my lifetime goal to elevate you and empower you as much as you've empowered me, maybe at least just halfway there. Um, but tell people about first-gen grads because I feel like this is um, your most recent project and something that really caught my eye and just like everything you do taught me so much.
1: Well, first of all, I think you might want to get some better goals. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly – um it's my pleasure and one of the things that i've learned is that i have a passion for uplifting voices and really creating spaces where people feel like they are being heard they are being validated and really harnessing the power of storytelling and the power of empathy So for me, I created first-gen graduates as a way to celebrate the graduates of 2020, those who've graduated colleges, um, who are first-gens, and really had to enter the world and graduate in a time of a lot of uncertainty. So Mm -hmm. you have the pandemic, shifting your academic courses, and then graduation being postponed, and For first-generation students, this is oftentimes a point of celebration, a milestone, and it's really something that means a lot, and having that shift can lead to other things taking precedence or just a very different scenario. So I thought, you know what, why don't we celebrate the things that they've done, the things they've accomplished, because they have gotten so far, and really create a space to not only celebrate them, but hopefully uplift other first-generation students who are going through the same thing. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and, I mean, it helps to explain what a first-gen is. So first-generation students, it's a term to describe people who are the first in their family to either graduate from higher education, um, to graduate from college or high school, um, or first-generation immigrant children. And so it's a line that describes people as pioneers, if you will, and people who are taking a step into the unknown. And so I just thought, you know what? I like telling stories. So let's do this thing. Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. And I mean, by far, you are one of the most incredible storytellers I've met. But what I think is so incredible about the work that you're doing with this platform specifically is you have a people who I knew of and maybe even thought of as, like, friends who I took classes with and saw so often, but, like, I didn't know that this huge accomplishment was alongside them, um, let alone, like, the thoughts of, like, the hurdles that they probably faced that I had the privilege of. Like, I have an older sister who went through school and figured all those things out, and, like, both my parents went to college, and I, like, learned so much of, like... We are standing alongside of each other, and we're sharing this, like, achievement together of accomplishing, and especially with your grade, like, graduating amidst the pandemic, but not realizing that there is so much more to their story that we should be celebrating.
1: I guess part of it is that you really want to make sure that you are taking the time to learn, to listen, and to just take a step back and, learn more about your neighbors and the people that you're sharing time with. And I know it's really difficult because if you're only having biology with this person, there's not much time for these deep conversations when you're walking from class, but really just making that conscientious effort to understand and learn and find and seek these options um, in these ways to hear more about people. And, you know, this is definitely a way to, use what I found in my own experience, in my own toolkit, in my own personal strengths to give back to a community and learn. Um, And it's really something that I think we all can do in a way to harness your own personal strengths and your own voice and use that to do good and to make this world a better place where it doesn't always have to be the same idea. It doesn't always have to be the prescriptive way, but if you can find ways to just give back when you can, that's really a a really cool thing.
2: Yeah. And and, I mean, leveraging your talents too, but at the same time, it feels so, it feels so natural for this to be a project for you because you were a journalism, our student, um, and, you inspired me amongst many, many people um, to story tell and the value of telling other people's stories and the sort of natural thing you have to do where you take a step back from your own personal ambition or belief, which is typically hard to do, especially among college students, um, because we are so passionate and driven about our personal goals and objectives. um, But to highlight somebody else and recognize that your role um, revolves around you, but it's not necessarily about you, which is a huge piece of maturity that, again, you have totally taught me. um, But really isn't easy, but once I think it clicks for people, it's one of the most rewarding things.
1: And speaking on that point, honestly, I think one of the greatest things about, you know, being able to, listen to learn and to just find ways to have impactful dialogue is that really the best way to go through life is with people and together and finding ways to make community stronger and build bonds that make even the most boring things fun so think about you know studying in a library that's not always the most fun thing that you can do but when you're with friends or when you're spending time doing something that you're passionate about with people that you are just happy to be around that's really the most incredible feeling it's just the moment of being present and being together and that's something that I've always found to be something powerful Um, absolutely
2: yeah well there's such a Power and unity, and you are such a uniting force, and you inspired me so much amongst that um, uh and we I want to know kind of moving forward after graduation, obviously the last few months of your senior year were nothing like anyone anticipated, and i 'm sure there's some people who are listening to this who are in the same exact boat um, what What went on, and i mean maybe maybe it's still like a huge um piece of you, but What, like, went on internally within yourself and your own um, perspective? Did anything, like, switch? Did you have a moment where you were like, okay, like, this isn't going to happen. I just have to look forward. Or what was the experience like um, getting over a a sudden change? And maybe we can be vague and not as specific about graduation, but just how do you you move on from something, especially something that you worked for and – you know, just wished for and envisioned your entire life?
1: It's really easy to think about what are the next steps to start planning, to start being very goal-oriented and say, all right, been there, done that. And there is a certain importance to making sure that you are keeping your eye on the prize, that you're working on developing and progress, but, One of the things that I've tried to really nurture and really manifest is the idea that, you know, it's really cool to see what could be next, but it's even cooler to realize what you have and to really be thankful for it and to not just think about what you don't have. So Mm -hmm. with all of the things going on, um, whether it be the pandemic or this, real examination of different biases and systemic issues including racism colorism and other issues marginalizing our neighbors it's really been a time to be critical of how you can not only be intentional sorry intentional with your actions and really try and make decisions for the better but also how you can really use that intention to power how you approach life. And, you know, after graduation, I thought I'd have it all figured out. I thought that, you know, slide into a cushy job, really take it from there. But it's been a moment to realize that, you know what, it's not always picture perfect. It's not always how you plan it. And when things happen, you have to figure out not only how to roll with the punches, but also how to take your current situation and just be grateful for it. Because in a way, we are all blessed with, one, the idea of being able to have free will and being able to make our choices and, you know, work for something better. But we are also blessed with the opportunity to, you know, look back and think about the challenges that we've had, the things that we've faced, and really be thankful for the ways that we've been able to grow and even just look at the little things and take time to just sit and be thankful and really just see where you are. Um, And You know, there's not really a way to describe the past few months other than something that's been incredibly transformational and really reignited my passion to be of service of others and to really foster this idea of togetherness that I think is the way that you can make actionable progress to really help all of our neighbors and to really create this sort of unity that can, you know, push us forward in ways that we can't even imagine now.
2: I I completely agree with all of that. I think we have truly, like, reached a moment where maybe, I, you know, I want to phrase it as an opportunity, too, because I'm I'm very much, like, tired of that mindset of feeling like, you know we're we're locked in a external situation, quite literally, like a pandemic where we are limited in our movements and who we can talk to. But sometimes it takes a pressure like that to evolve our own mindset and our own creativity and our own ambition. And it's whether it be difficult to see at first, which is personally the way that I found it. Um, you can really, you can really find something about it, and like the whole podcast would have never started if none of this happened. And now it's like something I take such pride in, and something that has crafted me into an entirely new person that maybe a few months a few months ago I wouldn't even recognize. But also the people that I've talked to, their transparency with what they've learned and their sort of admittance to their faults um, hits on a point that you really mentioned, where our passion for you in know innovation as a young generation is so so contagious and so sought for that you know we don 't feel the need to put up like a front saying like "Oh, you know like everything was everything was beautiful and everything is glory, and everything fell into place perfectly um, but also we aren 't necessarily afraid of um, sharing knowledge or because of that competition aspect I mean much of the show is focused on business and such, but um what I think is so fortunate about our generation and i've said this a few times during the show is that we have such a desire to share and learn from each other that that typical i mean maybe for the most part i'm sure there's elements out there but that typical like competition and at each other's throats doesn't feel as common and maybe that's just my own bias and people i like to be around um but i think I think the experiences of our generation and what we've already gone through in our lifetime, I mean, like even the most significant events and some of them from older generations have also happened in our generation too. I think we're getting a really unique point to push ourselves forward and reach a new level of maturity that is new and not, not to be funny, but groundbreaking for um, for our generation.
1: Absolutely. And really, right now, we're fostering a collective memory and we're taking the time to really decide how we want to see the world play out. And you mentioned this concept of business competition and that sort of notion. And, you know, the term business person has the mm-hmm. word business, has the word business, obviously, because, you know, entrepreneurship, really finding ways to grow through business and through passions but also person in it you know you can't always just go straight for the business you have to take the time to really foster those relationships because in my opinion and as you mentioned that's really how you're able to grow and make an impact and really find these ways to embrace new things that we could not before and you mentioned that you've grown over the past few months. Do you mind telling me a little bit about how you feel that you've found ways to, you know, develop who you are um, during this time of a lot of playing it by ear, doing it as we go type of situation?
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what it has been. I mean, as much as a Groundhog Day phenomenon it's been, um, I think – my mind is really opened up to the, and this is going to sound like a total cliche, but I'll totally elaborate on it, The just the simplicity and everything. And I think I used to find so much comfort in filling up every single minute of my day with something and always being on the go. And what I think a huge lesson that I've learned is how much time just moving around takes, like the physical point A to point B and actually how much more productive I've been when I don't have to, you know, go to a different place to complete this thing or travel around campus to complete a class throughout my day. Um, And I think because of that, I've had so much time to, like, think about and, like, reflect and, like, what do I, like, want to do? And part of that has been put to the test because of how much work it is to adapt. I mean, I think about... I mean, like maybe I'll use the podcast again for an example. Like a project like this is difficult when I'm at home because I have other family members who are working and my sister's on the go and we're doing different things that, you know, take whatever the unit of measurement is, energy from the Wi-Fi. So like I have to I have to work extra hard to make these things happen. And I think it puts into perspective like what do I actually want to invest my time in rather than just fill my time in general. Um, and I think it's taught me a lot about what I value and is sort of uncovered a layer that was blurring what I truly care about and what makes me feel the most fulfilled because at the end of the day, I'm not letting those things go, but maybe a few months ago, I didn't really know what those things were. And so for me now, it's just like you were saying, it's storytelling and it's learning from other people and staying connected and meeting new people. And that has been one of the biggest challenges of the past few months. But because it's been one of those biggest challenges, I have shown myself that I will put in work to make sure that that happens and stay connected with people. That's something I truly value, that even in times of adversity and adaptation and um, worry, like those are the things that I will prioritize and put first. Um, So I think once once I'm back to a quote-unquote normal, I don't think it's going to be exactly what I would have defined quote-unquote normal as a few months ago.
1: So you mentioned a bit about taking this time to learn more about yourself, taking some time to learn about others. What's something that you're trying to learn more about? What is a point of intentional education that either you feel like you didn't know much about before or there's a different perspective that was introduced? What are What is one thing that you really want to, you know, just gain more knowledge about and more insight and more diverse perspectives.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I think one of the major, major lessons that I've learned um, is that there's no shame in ignorance, but there is a sort of shame in denial and turning a blind eye um, that the strongest people are the ones who can admit that they didn't know um but commit to implementing lessons learned. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with social issues. And um, I mean, that's a very, very personal like level for me, just like, I mean, I think we saw like all our social media, it's like, oh, I want to learn and stuff and like that. But like, okay, but like, are we like, actually, like, what do I need to possibly doing that like is exposing to this? And before this like, pandemic, I could, this is so sad. I couldn't have told you the last time I picked up a book um, to read for fun, quote unquote but I have read so much during this time and it's been kind of something that I've put back into my life um, that I've really, really loved and just um, I learn a lot about other people based on the books that they recommend for me. And so back to my comment about simplicity, but I think the major lessons have been that we don't have to pretend that what we don't know we knew all along. And um, I learned that, even if it's still being implemented or portrayed in all forms of leadership that, you know, we can't, like, I'm not ignorant. I know everything. Um, You only highlight your ignorance when you pretend like it's not there. Um, And truthfully, one of the strongest things that you can possibly do is let down your walls and say, I don't know this. I'm not a perfect person. But, like, let me, like, invest in this in myself and not for the respect of others, but for your own sort of self-respect so you can be a better person, which is super, which is super cliche. And um, and I try to avoid as many cliches as I can because I want people when they walk away from the show to feel like they took something with them. But truthfully, like that's a huge, huge, like piece of what I learned. And um, I think over the past three years that we've spent together, we have done so much like, learning simultaneously, um, much of it next to each other. Um, I'm just wondering, do you feel the same way I do when I'm like the person three years ago who, and I mean, Friendly started as New Heights, which I knew you knew all about at that time um, and was sort sort of a stem of what we've been talking about, of just wanting to get people together and see what we can do and recognizing that just because an opportunity doesn't present itself doesn't mean you don't deserve it and you shouldn't fight for it. Um, that was a huge, huge heart um, or heartbeat of uh, my sort of mission. But I'm like wondering, is is the feeling of that you wouldn't recognize the person from so many years ago, is that unique? Um, or do you feel the same way?
1: I think if you can't recognize the person that you were before, that's the right way to do things. You know, you always want to make mm-hmm. sure that you're finding ways to grow finding ways to progress. And rather than saying, you know, I don't think I, like you can obviously say, you know, I was wrong or I don't agree with the same way that I was thinking before or perhaps I wasn't educated enough or I didn't um, really consider this perspective. There is this sort of, you know, tie to that person before that, I think I want to be the kind of person who would be helpful to the person that I was before, the person that Mm -hmm. my past self needed. I want to be that person today. And so rather than only, you know, internalizing that, it's a call to action to really be of service to people who, you know, might have gone through the same things you have. or might have, you know, faced some issues that you've learned about that you're not, You're thinking, you know what, that's something I can actually help with, something that I can create an impact with. Um, and the learning never stops. I guess that's one thing that I've definitely yeah. figured out. You think, you know, once you get the degree, you can, you know, w- like <laughs> wipe your hands and just say, you know what, I'm done. But rather it's mm-hmm. really finding new ways to build your own pseudo curriculum really challenging yourself to not only not just be set in your ways but inform your ways constantly so that you can evolve and you can find ways to just I don't know just grow and progress and you know you mentioned how you started new heights and I think it would be really insightful to learn about the failures that you've had with it or the issues or the challenges that you had because I remember when you just started it out you texted me that you had an idea and I was like you know what go for it that sounds like your passion and that sounds like something that you can really take places and so I think if you can elaborate a little bit more about that founding story and you know the, the steps it took along the way I know it's three years worth of stuff but maybe <laughs> if you can provide a few highlights a few um, points of reference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, the, I mean, New Heights and what is, I guess, I mean, maybe they're even different things, but it really started because I was, you know, just surrounded by so many people who are passionate about different things and much of it because, you know, I mean, everybody who's probably stepped foot on a college campus kind of has come to terms with the fact that, like, to get an internship, you need internship experience, which how are you supposed to do that? It's like a never-ending cycle. So um, I was like, well, why don't we build that sort of experience for ourselves? Um, because I've had a mentality and since high school of, like, if, if an opportunity isn't there, you, like, fight for it, create it for yourself. If somebody's not handing you a business contract, like, show them what you can do and get to work and build up your portfolio and just get started on that. Um I think that's a really – as much as I don't like the competition of some of industries, I think that's a really strong way to be competitive. Um, but also just kind of begin learning from yourself. So by the time you're doing a job interview, you can be like, I've already learned so much about myself. Um, and you can show you can adapt. But I really started as an editorial magazine because I was doing – I think I was a journalism student at the time. Um, and I really just wanted to elevate and – give a platform and a voice to young creators, whether they wanted to write, whether they wanted to manage a business, whether they wanted to do PR work or expand their social media portfolio, all of those sort of things can come together and fit as pieces. um, So, so nicely, um, because even though our passions are different, the one thing we have in common is we want to collaborate and create something, um, which is one of the most powerful forces ever. But, um, We ended up throwing a conference that was just, to this day, like, one of the proudest things I've ever done because I will still get texts of people that we coordinated being there. Um, I mean, we had, like, over 100 people in a room, and it was the craziest day of my life organizing and putting all that together last minute. But once everyone's in that room and they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get coffee with this person, and this person's magazine wants to collaborate with my magazine, and we're going to um, you know, the work together so beautifully. And those sort of things are what give me the most fulfillment and the most pride because it's, it's not about me. It's not about the work that I did. It's about the connection of those people and the fact that just from behind the scenes, I I know that like, I was the reason that this happened and that they could inspire and empower each other is like so unbelievably heartwarming to me. Um, And that's where it really started, and it started to dissolve a little bit because I was jumping back into music, and I was going abroad, and it was just really difficult to manage and work with people from halfway across the world. Um, So, I mean, what I would consider a mature step for me was kind of stepping back and realizing, okay, I need to to let this sit, um, and I need to think about it and figure out what my next step is. And... What happened was when I was abroad, I was really just I was really just plucked out of my comfort zone and kind of like the past few months, um, felt like I was looking into a mirror at myself and like recognized my values because it was, again, really difficult to connect with people from across the globe. And so you were put to the test and uncover that filter of who do I really want to stay connected with and what's my passion and what sort of anchor do I want to keep um, back home? Um, and Friendly came out of that because Um, friendly street was a neighboring street from where I lived in Australia and it kind of made me think about my time there and what I learned and it was just an excellent step back because I just learned so much on a personal level that when I got back I could jump back into my creative world Um, and I had people interested and people were asking me like okay what are you really doing because I knew you did this New Heights thing and I know you have your music thing and then you have your professional like life Um, and so like my like, website, social media, and, like, LinkedIn were all extremely contradictory to each other. Um, and, you know, we hear, like, in class and stuff, like, what's your brand? You need to build your brand. But I didn't really know what that was. And so <laughs> this is kind of a silly way to go about it, but I wanted Friendly to be that umbrella that encompassed everything. And um, some people ask me, like, what's your brand? It's, it's youth empowerment. It's getting people excited about what they do. And that's done by the direct sort of working for people and showcasing people and their talents, but also like inspiring people by sharing my craft and my creativity and the sort of content that I can produce. Um, And so there's so many different facets and people are inspired by different things too. And I really wanted to make sure I was checking every single box possible. And as I sort of began talking about it a little bit more, people were getting excited about it and I felt like there's a good feeling. Um, But I learned that, you know, starting your thing, your own thing is really, really difficult. And it's one of my goals one day to um, just help other people start their sort of things because, I mean, fortunately, I had, like, legal assistance, which is something that I did not even anticipate at all. And, again, ignorance is bliss, but I'm not ashamed to admit that I was ignorant in that moment. Um, And them, like, helping me through that, and there was, like, legal fees, and, like, all those things add up so quickly. And it's, like, even just buying a website is so ridiculously expensive. And um, I think if I wasn't so empowered by the people around me, I don't know if Friendly would have got its feet off the ground. Um, and what I love so much about it is it's this just wide open space that I can just run with whatever. And I've had people approach me and be like, I really want to work on X. And I'm like, well, put that under the Friendly umbrella. Let's run with it and see where we can go together. Those are the things that make me... Um, really, really happy, and I don't think friendly would have happened if it wasn't for people like you and the people who inspired me and the stories that I heard, Um, and if friendly would have never happened, I don't think the person I am today would have happened, and that's a really scary thought, Um, so ultimately, just really, really grateful, and friendly reminds me to be humble, but be ambitious and creative, and recognize that your story and your narrative is just one timeline in billions and as much of an overwhelming thought as that is i mean if you think about multiplying all of your day-to-day stresses and responsibilities times billions um that's really crazy but there's such a beauty in that because my favorite learning moments have been when i've opened up my mind to other people's and not being stray from not being afraid to stray from my own timeline so i know that was a very long-winded answer um but it's very much the short sort of version about why. I guess that's my why.
1: So you mentioned your why. You touched a little (laughs) bit on the how. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about the different resources and the different sources of strength, support? Because it's really easy to push yourself and to really grow yourself as an individual. But it's even greater when you're able to have the support of others or the help or the guidance. Do you mind talking a little bit about how other people also played into this as well?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think once I had a, I had a really great just sort of set up in the grand scheme of things of being just a witness to other people older than me and, being in such out of my comfort zone and by this not I mean like I mean like literally school and college of being so out of my comfort zone that I naturally took a step back and was just a witness to um other people pursuing what they cared about um and I think that was so so powerful because um it taught me that I mean I literally grew up all over the country and I've moved around so much um that when I went to school, I was like, I don't feel like I really have roots anywhere. And I was like, this is my opportunity. Like, I had essentially an entirely clean plate moving forward, and I could decide exactly what I wanted. And when I even started school, I was, like, undecided. Like, I'm an incredibly indecisive person, and that's something I'm still working on. Um, but I got to, you know, watch other people and in a huge... Huge thing for me um, was starting New Heights and the sort of thing that put me over the edge of just trying to jump into that was um, what happened in Parkland years ago and how there are these students um, and now activists who are younger than I am that are now operating on the world stage and putting pressure on people who have been in the field for decades and are challenging the ways that we look at things and are not accepting the way things are because that's how it's always been but are saying well why just because it's always been why does that need to be the way that it is moving forward um which is a really just i think simple way of putting everything but i mean even the people i wasn't like witness of or were next to in class or friends with um they were inspiring me so much and i really felt like i just had a clear road ahead to run with whatever, Um, and part of that blessing in disguise um, is that there are people who are going to retaliate against that and call you out for that and say that this isn't right for you, Um, but truthfully, I got to a point where I was so comfortable and so confident with everything that people who had supported me the whole time, I think then had a turning point where they felt like their quote unquote support for me was there could be in a negative way moving forward. So people who had elevated me and encouraged me so much for then telling me "Mm, this isn't right for you, you should be doing it differently because they thought I was at that point and I was exuding that sort of confidence where they could finally give me that sort of um, criticism. And I say criticism, I don't say constructive criticism because it wasn't constructive. It was truthfully really, really hurtful and, um, I had some, like, awful things said to me from people who I grew up, like, loving and were so close to. And I think because of the people that were around me, I didn't bat an eye at those sort of things. And I realized that, oh, like, pe- I would rather change the people I am surrounded with if it means that this sort of feeling of fulfillment in my heart can grow. Um, And I felt like I was for another cliche and horrible metaphor, I think like I was really spreading my wings and those people who were texting me from places I'd lived and who I'd known for so long were like, this isn't right for you, try this, or, uh, just stop doing that. And those are very much euf- euphemisms for stuff that was said. But, um, I so, like I was like literally being like tied down and I'm like, I do not want to go back to that place where I didn't feel like I knew who I was or like I wasn't in control. Um, so it was the people that I looked up to who were like who basically gave a middle finger to what everyone else was saying. Um those are the people I wanted to be and I just tried to embody um everything about what they were doing. So I know I, that's, mean... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's kind of I know that's kind of a, a crazy way to say things, um but I, I mean like truthfully, I and I don't want to give people who are hateful any attention truthfully I am so incredibly grateful for all the people who hated on me and said nasty things Um, and I don't think about it a lot but when I do I'm really really grateful for it because it makes completing a show like this it makes you know releasing music it makes absolutely everything be that much more fulfilling because I know I worked through that and I am like powerful on my own
1: and you very much so are I mean I've always held on to the idea that there's power to words and we we all know that we're communications majors, but also just even that strength in action. And no matter the adversity, no matter the criticism, your work speaks for itself. Your work speaks for your intentions and how you're planning to make things um, truly happen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the thing, the media company that you founded, the work that you're doing only shows that you are so driven and that you are so passionate and willing to really grow and, you know, grow and help to amplify others. Um, and you mentioned a lot about how you've had a chance to learn, to listen, to really take it all in, especially through this podcast. And it's really cool that I'm able to join you for this last episode. I guess to close, I just want to know what's next. Where do you feel your passion's driving you? And what are things that you might even want to try? You've never done it before. How (laughs) do you see the future going? And I know that's a heavy question, but what are some of your goals, your aspirations, and what you're hoping to
2: you know, I think from a very, very simple standpoint. I mean, one, I, I really just want to encourage and inspire people to get to the feeling of unapologetic self-fulfillment that I feel. Um, I feel like that's what I'm most most passionate about, and I hopefully I've worked towards that goal with this entire show. But, I mean, my goal now is a year from now. I want to listen back to this episode and think, like, okay, wow, like, you knew a lot, but I also want to think that you didn't know as much as you do now. You know, I want to, I a year from now, I want to not recognize the person that I was, because I hope that I had grown that much personally, um, and I hope I just sort of exude that sort of confidence, and I hope that I have tried, you know, things that I've never done before, because, I am now most comfortable when I'm uncomfortable. And whether you try something new that you've never done before and you end up hating it, that's, that's progress. That's learning something about yourself. And then that's going to help your future decisions. Um, so I think I really, I really want to focus on keeping the positive mentality that I have and protecting myself in that sort of way to make sure I never um, retreat to a way that I used to be. But um, I'm also really excited just to move forward and watch my friends like you move forward and see all the incredible things that you do and the way that you are seriously going to change the world.
1: Well, thank you, Jacob. And the same goes for you. I'm really excited. I just called you Jacob, which is really weird because I only call you Jake I know, right? (laughs) It
2: is because we were, like, so so serious. Literally just you and my dad call me Jake, which is very appropriate for our, like, relationship.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm glad to be um, part of that really neat, like niche, really small, tight knit crew. Um, but again, thank you for having me. Um, this has been such a great conversation. And I'm really looking forward to the ones we'll have in the future.
2: Me too, Josie. I am so grateful for
0: you. Thank you. Grateful for you. Thank you to Josie for joining me today. Be sure to check out what she's up to by following at Josie Matella and at First Gen Gratz. Guys, this season has taught me so many new things, introduced me to so many new friends, and I'm so grateful to have done it all with you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's f R-N-D-O-Y on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jake Brew Music and at Jacob Wittenberg. We've got lots more on the way soon and you can stream the entire first season anytime you would like. Guys, that's all for today. See you soon for some more groundbreaking.